just stop. You're not a comedian. <sighs> I try. Keep some form of entertainment on this on this here program. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. Are you though? I'm not. Perfect. All right. Are we ready to start this? I I I'm here. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. Okay, let's go. My phone's on life support. Okay. Show is recording. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 138 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, I'm Matt. Over there, we got Danny. What's up? The guy that owes me two drinks next He'll be week. fine. We'll see if I you probably won't. I won't. I'll write something on the uh, on the window there. You'll forget to write it down. We'll see at the end of the episode. But that's Danny. We have no Big G this evening. He is doing fatherly, parental. He's being Big Daddy tonight. Yeah. Oh, Big Daddy. Got some Adam Sandler vibes going on. Probably. Teaching his, teaching his daughter how to golf or play hockey in the house. There we go. There we go. Fucking, uh, that makes his kid... The Sprouse Twins. No, no, no. Yeah, it's... Is Big Daddy or is it Mr. D's that has the Sprouse Twins? It's Big Daddy. It's Big Daddy. Okay. God damn. But yes, you just got us this week. It's another uh, Danny Matt show. You always yep. got to appreciate these because these are a dime a do- Not a dime a dozen. These are like a hundred bucks a dozen because this is going to be great A quality content yeah, for your that. ear holes here. Oh, God. We'll see how long we stay on topic. I think we'll do good. We don't are you, have. We, are, you, are you sure? We don't have Big G. Big G here to uh, take us off track. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, if he, we'll throw him under the bus for everything. We'll see if uh, he listens to this episode. Big G, if you listen to this episode, let me know by Watch. saying he isn't come on Twitch. Uh, Snickle Fritz, you're calling him out. He's going to show up on Twitch. If he shows up on Twitch, I'd be impressed. We're going to be dead. Oh my god, he would fucking power lift us over his shoulders, over into fucking Minot or whatever. Just. <laughs> sure thank you for joining us we greatly appreciate it so let's begin our episode by doing the business here that we have and continue to thank you for deciding to listen the fact that you are taking your time to listen to us means a lot to us Mm -hmm. i mean out of anything else that you could have listened to you clicked on this episode and that's pretty dope but we also want to give a big thank you to the people that have gone a step further and decide to support this podcast by becoming a patron member and Y'all are some badass motherfuckers for doing it. It's greatly appreciated. 10 out of 10 would want to talk to you again. So first off, let's give a big thank you to Wade97, Chapman, D. Moose, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String, Chapman, Nikki, Nomad, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, and Chimera. Thank you to each and every one of you for being a badass motherfucker. It's amazing. I can't believe it still. I can't believe it still. And if you want to be a badass motherfucker like the rest of these people, you can join our Patreon. We have two tiers currently, a $3 and a $10 tier. At the $3 tier, you get put in for drawings for booster packs each month. 
and we had uh, Chapman Steve when the set boosters for new Capenna last month, uh, the other the other week, and then at the ten dollar tier, you get put in for a drawing for a commander card that's valued between fifteen and twenty bucks. Wade won a Jink Taxis Progress Tyrant uh, extend, extended art. You mean the one that's right there? The one that's right there. I have yet to give it to him. We tried to. Uh, How dare you? Yeah, he 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 was seeing if I would be seeing Big G soon, but was not. So Big G's not here. Just go deliver to Big G. Might have to, or just deliver it to Wade. He's not or too that far too. Away. But I you actually can... think he's closer. Maybe. Well, they're probably about even. Probably be easier to get to Wade though. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, so yeah, you can join in as well if you want on the Patreon and do that. Uh, patrons also get access to a super secret live stream that we do for the drawings now. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's been about like 30 minutes of just like bullshitting, drawing names, talking magic there for a little bit with everybody. Just start wearing costumes. Don't say that now because then they might make us wear costumes. They'll make you wear one. Is this why you haven't shown up yet? Exactly. You're going to fucking sabotage it. I'm, like, I'm going to make, make it so you have to wear costumes and just not show up. That damn it, Danny. That's what, I, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm only here I'm only here for the comedy. And it is greatly appreciated. So if you want to uh, come, for the, come for the news, stick for the comedy. Uh, that's why they're here. They've stuck for the comedy. That, that was your tagline. I remembered that from, God, was it like a month back or whatever when you fucking made that? Mm-hmm. It was good. Come for the news, stay for the comedy. So thank you to our patrons. Uh, you can support us as well there. But if you don't feel like supporting us through Patreon, you can also check out our playmats that we have for sale. You can hit us up on any of the social medias and be like, yo, I want a playmat. And we'll be like, yo, we'd love to give you a playmat. And playmats are selling for 20 bucks uh, a piece. And we'll 20 send bucks well spent. For sure. They're really cool. They have our banner on the bottom. We'll ship them anywhere. We've shipped them to Germany, California, Canada, and all of that. We want you guys to have these playmats. So hit us up if you want them. But if you don't want to hit us up and you're like, eh, I don't really want to talk to these schmucks, you can, uh, if you're in the FM area, check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, who has our playmats for sale as well. $20. You got to pay tax on that. Yep. And speaking of J-Dubs, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting <laughs> us. Okay, so uh, J-Dubs has supported us. We have done the reads. Now we move to the breakdown where we tell you how this episode is going to get laid out for y'all. Like trash. Starting off, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk where Danny actually yep. offered. I will to... actually read something today. He will do the Boggle Desk here. I'm, you guys will actually hear my voice. 
Hey, Maddie K, what's up? Maddie K, you're joining us. up, man? Welcome. Welcome to the live uh, live recording of the podcast. Hopefully, we don't scare you away. Matt, do you bleep these out? During the Like, I don't obviously listen to any of our recorded episodes. No, dude, we're we're labeled as explicit. I don't want to bleep out our I mean, it's not that. I, I'm just saying, do we, do we bleep out like, hey, this person just joined on Twitch kind of thing? Uh, or do you just leave those in? I think I might leave this one in just because. I'm just asking if that's it depends, something you do. It depends on it and stuff. <laughs> like if it's if it's like a significant bit that we're looking for like extra filler and stuff. Yeah, I'll leave it in. But I was just wondering because like it's just random. It's like you're listening to podcasts. It's like, hey, someone joined the Twitch. It's just a weird thing to hear on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not wrong there. You're not wrong. There. <laughs> just asking. We'll see how this you, one turns do, out in the end. You do you. Again, I'm just here for the company. Danny, Danny, it, it, it makes me sad to know that you don't listen to the podcast. Dude, I'm usually here. Yeah, but doesn't mean that you can still listen to it. So it's Wednesday when it comes out, like Tuesday night. I'm assuming you're not going to listen to it Tuesday night, but you can listen to it Wednesday. No. Motherfucker. All right. Uh, where are we going? Uh, Big G. Not Big G. Bobble no. Desk. Yes, there we go. Danny's reading stuff for us. And after that, we're going to jump over to a BNR announcement. I'm going to have like the first like solid 20 minutes of this episode. Yeah, you're you're getting, this is the all Danny episode. No, not all Danny, just most Danny. You want to, you want to do some like mouth warm ups and stuff? No, like I'm good. She sells seashells by the seashore. Unique New York, unique New York, unique New York. <laughs> it's not mouth ready. <laughs> After that, we're gonna go over to <laughs> a vlogatog that Danny has. Oh, there, there's our, there's our episode title. Oh, what's the t- title? Process of getting your mouth ready, or something like that. I don't know. Something mouth ready it has to be. Chat, make up our title with mouth ready. Done and done. Or, or Danny's mouth is ready. Even better. I'm in on this. <laughs> You're welcome. Again, I'm here for the comedy. Nothing else. After the blog attack, we're going to jump into the news section where we're going to cover some Commander Legends news, some two uh, Dominaria and Double Masters, and then we have some NRG news coming up as well. From there, we're going to jump over to the Contra Currency section where we talk about Magic Finance because we love to know what our cards are worth. From there, I don't think we're going to have a thought cast, but we might. We'll see at the end. And then y'all can go home. We got Maddie K saying that Danny's mouth yeah, is I, ready. Yeah, I, I saw that. So, Danny, is your mouth ready for this? Never, but oh. always. Okay, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk with the Salt Report. Yep. Uh, we're not talking about it. It's, what the fuck? It's the JB Salt Report. I don't have a Salt Report other than the fact that I don't have a computer. That is pretty salty. It is. You're telling me about this before the podcast. Fucking graphics card. That's a lot of money to get replaced. Yep. That it is. I don't have a salt report. I mean, it's kind of a salt report. It's just like a a non-bow report. I played on uh, Jason Jason Ashcraft's stream yesterday, and I thought I was going to do good. I was playing my Abzan Infect deck with Ravos Soul Tender and Kamal Heart of Krosa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why do you got to be that person? I got spanked by Zer. Yeah. Obviously, you're playing fucking Infect. And I thought I was doing Zer. Zer is not even on people's mind right then. 
when it comes to what was going on, I don't know if uh, any of you have watched Jason Ashcraft's stream, which you should. They're very fun when he got mm-hmm. Metal the Gathering and stuff going on. He has this thing where people can donate money, like a dollar, and it auto puts on an enchantment for every player and stuff. Mm. And so at the beginning of the game, someone donated a dollar, and Ghostly Prism was put on <laughs> was put on the battlefield for everybody. So everybody had a Ghostly Prism, and then. Uh, uh, another donation came in and we got Rhythm of the Wilds. He has like a list of cards. He rolls uh, a list of enchantments. He rolls a dice and whatever the number is corresponds to uh, what enchantment everybody gets and stuff like that. And so it was an intense game. I thought I was going to win, but that ghostly prison kept me from winning because I did not have the extra mana to attack with my infected creature and do everything that I needed to do. Get fucked. I did get fucked. Good. It was great. That that actually seems it's a stream version of playing Planes Chase. Yeah, very much so. And it's like instead of uh, everybody, instead of us having control of what happens, I mean, us having control. Fun fact: if you're playing on his stream, you can also donate money. I did that towards the end. I'm like, I gotta try and get rid of this ghostly prism, and I sent a couple dollars that way and different different ones. Got a copy enchantments. Remove the. Uh, ghostly prison and got something else and stuff. I'm like, mm. well, shit. Uh, there's nothing I can do to get out of this. But nope. those are fun streams to play. I enjoyed that game. Jason was playing his Zer deck. Uh, the guest that that was on was Damien of uh, Forsaken Rights, a power metal band from Canada, and they have a good song called the Mead Horn. So look up Forsaken Rights. The song Mead Horn. It's very catchy. It makes you want to dance and move around. Yep. So yeah, not a salt report, not a sugar report. It was just a fun game, and that was the only magic that I played this last week. It's a sugar report for all of us who are listening, because Matt got fucked. I got fucked. Because he played the infect. I got fucked. Good. Anyway, back to the actual main event. Um, of the event's results, we have Pioneer League, I guess, Meta Breakdown. I'm literally just reading Big G's notes, because again, I don't do my work on this podcast because I'm here for the comedy. Big G was nice enough to uh, do the Break. Boggles. Yeah he, yeah, he does his stuff every week. He's nice. Thank you, Big G. Yeah. Do, does does a little bit better than uh, our pre- our predecessor. Our yeah, predecessor. JB, who was just like, ah, no, I'll figure it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't operate his phone or his computer. That too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him. Or if you do yell loudly, he can't hear that high. Um, top four decks. First, we have a five-color Niv, Niv Delight. We have second place would be our second deck. Is that it's top four decks? Is that just like so the rankings of the event? These are or, like the, the top five O decks. Like there's okay. no like official position and stuff. I suppose it it's a league. So yeah, it, is, it is a league. And stuff. Um, so you kind of just got to you get to see like top four gives like a good mix. Sounds good. Sounds good. So second, we have Mono White. Armana Blue Spirits. Third, we have Orz, um, Orzov Midrange. Fourth, uh, Yorian Grixis. I don't know why Yorian hasn't been banned yet. Cards gross. It adds more car- It adds more cards to your deck. It's fucking it's gross. The- That's what they're like. They're like ah, so fucking gross. Especially when they're playing Mill. It's usually a milled Yorian too. Twenty extra cards matter. Fucking stupid. Um, top played cards, Thoughtseize, 51%, uh, 51 copies equals 35% of decks. Fatal Push is 48 copies, that's 35% of the decks. Fable of the Mirror Breaker, 39 copies, 28% of the decks. 
And last but not least, we have Mystical Dispute, sitting at 38 copies with 41% of decks. And move along to the top creatures. Coming on top, we have Bone Crusher Giant, 22 copies, sitting at 16% of decks. We have Grease Fang, Obi- Oba- um, Okiba. Okiba Boss, 20 copies, 14% of decks. Blood Th- um, Wow. Bloodthine Harvester, 16 copies, 11% of decks. Then we have Ledger uh, Shredder, uh, 16 copies, 11% of the decks. Now we move to top spells. We have Thought Seize, uh, 51 copies, so that's 35% of the decks. Fatal Push, 48 copies, 35% of the decks. Wow, it's basically just reverse of what he wrote up there, the top cards played. Not a um, reverse, the exact or I same. Meant, I meant exact same, not reverse. I meant to say exact copy. Anyway, third we have Mirror of the uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, 39 copies, 27% of the decks. Then we have Mystical Dispute, 38 copies, 41% of the decks. Now we move to a local event that happened over the weekend. Uh, Paradox Crazy 8 Final Table. Um, with the event breakdown, they had a... Uh, the whole 8 Crazy 8 was a 7 event completed... With eight spots were filled for the final, which were in the the eight, I guess. I suppose the eight was double headed, the two headed, wasn't it? That's how they got the eighth person uh, for yes. the crazy eight. Yeah, I think so. So with this last event, they had a booster draft event, but with a twist. Um, so the twist was players only had knowledge of the current pack and obviously previous packs that they had opened. So they had cracked one pack. And drafted that one pack. Oh, so everyone was face down. So it's like they could have given somebody, in this case, uh, they, they mentioned here, like a Word of the Spark, Time Spiral Remastered, or an Iconic yep. Masters and stuff. So everybody got like a different pack. That, I, don't, I, don't even th- I don't even think it was that. It, I think it was literally just one pack. Not between eight players because you still need three packs and stuff. Why? So each, each pack needed to be different, but you didn't know what packs were getting tossed into the mix. So you can't So you can't like know exactly what uh, like what kind of archetypes that you're I guess the way make. the way that I'm looking at this is like I just see it as they had one pack. Oh, for each one. For okay. each one for for each round of drafting they had one pack gotcha. that they yep. opened and they give the first person and then they just rotated with that oh, every, one pack. Everybody got a War of the Spark pack for first okay. pack. Second pack, everybody got a Time Sparrow Remastered. Third pack, everybody got an Iconic Master. There we go. We got it figured out here, yeah. guys. We got it figured out. I guess out. if I just read further down, it's like, oh, hey, that's how they did it. But anyways, spoiler for the future, Paradox is already working on a Crazy 8 event for 2023, just in time for their 30th anniversary. Now we go, congratulations to the Crazy Top 3. First place was Emma. Second place was Dylan, and third place was Sean. Whoop, whoop. Congratulations, guys. Those are some sick trophies that they got, too. Yeah, you saw the pictures? <clears throat> yep. I'll make sure to link, link those in the description below. Um, So, upcoming events. We have Arena's first playing event, which I have to read the article. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just do the same touch points, because we've yeah, talked about I'm this just, for, what, three I'm weeks now? I'm the important already? notes. Again, just important notes. Players must be 18 years or older to compete in this. Uh, players who are qualified for arena championships are ineligible to compete in any qualifier plans or qualifier weekends through August 2022, uh, regardless of a ranked season ending uh, standings. 
Uh, multiple entries are allowed, including players who have already hold a qualifier weekend token, but all qualifier tokens earned beyond the first are redundant, so there's no reason to play. Um, the Saturday event is best of one, six wins before two losses. Friday event is best of three, four wins without a loss. Um, see qualifier weekend rules and policies for additional details. I don't know if Matt's going to have those posted or not. You betcha. All right. Next up is more uh, closer things to home for us would be the NRG series down in Minneapolis. That is scheduled for Saturday, looks like. Yep, this upcoming Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. Yep, so it's this upcoming Saturday is the energy. Next Saturday is the next event that we're going to be talking about. Yep, so the Saturday is going to be the Energy Series $10,000 trial. Uh, it's team event. Uh, we also have a Sunday event going on, the Energy Series $5,000 trial, which is modern. And, um, yeah, that's it for that. I don't know what that's Langsing. We don't care about them. Now, for the event that everyone's waiting for, the J-Dubs Trios, boop, boop. which is happening Saturday, May 28th, starting at 12 p.m. at J-Dubs at West Acres Mall in Fargo, North Dakota. Look at that. I read that second page without even looking at it. The second title without even looking at it. Did you really? Yeah. Fucking solid. It was, you I, know this by heart. I, I was just being sarcastic. You've <laughs> <laughs> heard it enough for like so, the last month and a half. I, I honestly, I don't even pay attention. Anyway, uh, this event, again, like we've said for the last 17 weeks. I know it's not 17, but anyway. A long time. It's uh, Teams Trios. So we have Pioneer, Modern, and Legacy. Uh, I know Matt is looking for at least one player to play with him because I cannot go. Yeah, we got JB in there on Legacy. I'm supposed to hit up Noah here. And hit see. up Noah and play Pioneer. Yeah. Uh, entry is $60 for pre-registered, pre-registration and $75 for day of. Prizes may increase based on attendance, but for now, the first place is $300. Second is $200. Third through fourth, or third and fourth, is $100. Um, to pre-register, call J-Dubs at 701-277-1989. 1989. That's it for the events. Enough for the blog. Or not the blog talk, but enough for uh, the boggle desk. The little desk that is or yeah. was. You, you done did good sitting in that tiny chair. I did. I mean, Big G does it every week. And I know. Whatever. Uh, now we can move to more interesting information. I don't know. Maybe. Possibly not. Uh, but as of May 11th, um, we had a banned and restricted announcement from Watsi. Which was by Donald Smith and Andy Klotzen, or Klotzy. This one is for Pioneer Lights, aka Explorer. We have Winona, Joiner of Forces, being banned, and uh, Tybalt's Trickery. This all in effect on May 12th, so it's already been in effect for four, four days. I guess we can move on to the explanations of why Winona, uh, Joiner of Forces, is known as a powerhouse. Allowing aggressive decks to quickly pres- uh, present overwhelming boards against unprepared opponents, even though those who play against Winona know that they're playing against it. Um, anyway, although decks centered around Winona currently coexist alongside other very um, viable archetypes within the full Pioneer format, she has proven to be just as effective wh- uh, when working within the confines of Explorer's smaller card pool. Uh, decks built around her are showing both an extreme amount of play and high win rates across Explorer game modes. 
and the card has quickly dominated the format. As a result, Winona for- Joiner Forces is banned in Explorer. Obviously, it's, it's a limited card source, and you have a powerhouse in it. Obviously, everyone's going to gravitate towards the powerhouse and try and build decks that stomp. But enough about her. No one cares about her anymore. Uh, we move to Tybalt's Trickery and why that was being banned. Um, Explore once again, given Tybalt's Trickery access to lo- cost-effective enablers and powerful payoffs required to threaten or required to threaten a very early combo kill, even without Theros of Chaos to provide a backbone of consistency. Uh, these decks still aim to finish the game as quickly as possible, win or lose, without any opportunity for meaningful interactions from the opposing player. This creates an negatively, un- extremely negative experience when playing against the card, and it plays and it plays rate is growing quickly. As a result, Tibble Circuit is banned in Explorer. So, with that reasoning, why is T three still allowed in Historic? Uh, because Teferi is just good. But it's well, okay. So when it comes to Teferi, and if you're going to be comparing Teferi to, to but I'm trickery. I'm just saying is like the, they're they're explaining is like oh hey Tibble Trickery is now allowing your opponent to interact with you or play a game. That what that's exactly what Teferi does doesn't allow your opponent to play spells when they want to play them. And by the time they have something on the board, oh hey, he goes off, and they don't have it no more. When it when it comes to Teferi, here's me being Matt Devil Advocate and stuff. It 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 can get responded to a lot easier because it stays on the battlefield. You can point removal at it. You can you can point creatures at it. As where Tibble's Trickery, it's a turn two on the stack. You don't have a response to it. You just kind of like lose the game when they when, when the combo and stuff goes off there and uh tibble's trickery can get countered by uh teferi time wrapper if it gets to that point of the game but typically if you're playing a tibble tibble's trickery deck you are mulliganing very aggressively <laughs> to to make sure you get the cards in hand so that way you can combo off turn two but i'm just saying it's it's one of those things like hey you're, you're taking red's advantage away from blue are you giving blue back its advantage on red by taking this card out? I don't know. Uh, Tibble's Trickery was an egregious card. Not egregious. It was a card. It was a broken card that they made, thinking that it was going to. It, it wasn't. Wasn't Tybalt with Oka? No. Wasn't it? No. Oh. No. Uh, Tibble's Trickery was like after the whole Uro and kind of that. All oh, the Titans. Leg, leg of debacle there. Yeah. That's it's how so, magic is. They they have five years of shitty cards, and then the one year they have like, hey, let's put steroids in every single card that we print, and then complain that we have two powerful cards for the last two years of standard. Well, we should definitely be seeing uh, no longer. I can't say no longer. I don't think it was ever confirmed if fire design is a thing that they're not doing uh, when it comes to designing magic cards, but. I don't know. When it comes to Pioneer Light now having Tibble's Trickery and Winota Band, the, the Winota Band itself being kind of like questionable in fact. It's like, oh yeah, it's just banned for now because the format can't handle it, but we'll probably bring it back here shortly after we get new cards from uh, Dominaria, uh, United, and the Brothers War and shit that come after that and stuff. 
because you know, then there's going to be answers in Pioneer Light. But no, they won't. I mean, we can hold our breath. Well, Dominaria might have just because it's probably going to be what heavy blue white. I mean, Dominaria is a very all color inclusive set. It does all the colors very well in their own thematic kind of way because it's fucking Dominaria. A plane that we visit thousands of times before. Yes. I don't know. I'm excited for it. And we'll be covering that here actually in a second after we get through the Blogatog gear. Yep. You get to hear my voice again for a while. So, like I said last week, um, did I say it last week? Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. So, the, did. the teaser came out the day after we dropped yep. the episode. That we did. But you did have it in the Blogatog. That someone was asking, hey, Mark, you're going to be doing your typical teaser. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I, I did a teaser of the teaser for teaser this week. Teaser. We're starting to do what Watsy does, where we have teasers of teasers or announcements of announcements. That's what news is. It's announcement of announcements. That's what news is. Welcome to This Week in MTG. God damn it. <laughs> Come for the news. Stay for the comedy. Uh, anyways, Mario's. Uh, Mario's. 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 It's uh, me. Shut up, Matt. Mario. No, you're. <laughs> oh, my God. Mario's Commander Legends Battle of Baldur's Gate teaser starts with this. Before previews of Commander Legends Battle of Baldur's Gate officially begin, I thought it would be fun to do another of my Duelist-style teasers where I give tiny hints of things to come. Note that I'm only giving you partial information. Before we continue, it is noted tomorrow to those watching the live stream or today those listening to the episode, the previews have begun. At 9 p.m. Central. 9 a.m. That was 9 p.m. I thought I read. 9 a.m. is when the previews start. Uh, Pacific, Pacific time. time. Yep. Yeah. So that'd be uh, seven ele- here 11 or cross. 11 here. Yeah. 11 Noon. cross. Noonish. Noon for the East Coast. Yep. Yep. Anyway, first up, here are some things you can expect. First up, we have a returning mechanic that feels uh, a provos. Is that a propos? Oh, there we go. For D and D, makes use of a new card type. I don't know what that card's uh, that word means. Nor do I. <laughs> Look it up here on the computer. Uh, a card capable of making an ox, boar, or a goat. Andy's gonna like that card. The word seven appears on two cards, and the word nine appears on one. With reference to or concerning. Yep. A new legendary colorless artifact token named Volo's Journal. I imagine that's gonna be something on a planeswalker like what we saw with. Uh, Tamio in because the alt on Tamio made a legendary artifact. That's my guess. It's going to be on a planeswalker. Yeah, maybe. Volo journal. Maybe. Um, a 10 10 creature with flying and trample, and may and you may cat or you can cast for green. There's going to be some a new Galta, some ridiculous uh cost reduction hoops to jump through for that one. It's probably going to be just like Galta. I don't think it's going to be a Galta, it has to be something like. What if they do something like roll a dice, reduce its cost equal to the number on it? That could be. That would be cool. You get a natty one and you still have to pay like 19 mana or whatever for it. Fuck. So it's like 19 green. <laughs> 19 and green. 19 and green. So if you roll it, roll a nat 20, you get a 10-10 flying trample for green. Nice. <laughs> a lord for demons, devils, imps, and te- uh, tieflings. Tieflings. This tieflings. one. This one, uh, I remember... Uh, Chris Martin was talking about on his podcast. They're talking because of Giada from Streets of New Capenna being a two mana lord for angels. Yep. They were like lords for other big 
uh, other expensive creature types would be really important, really cool to have get added on. And then yep. here we go. Like, I think it was like a week after they dropped that episode, Maro drops this and stuff. So it's like, oh, they feel you know justified for making that that comment there. So I, I was, I'm pretty sure that te- that comment was like, hey, this is something we're not saying is coming, but it's coming. Uh, next we have a character we got a lot of complaints about not being in Adventures of the Forgotten Realms card. Are not being in Adventures in the Forgotten Realms gets a card. So my guess is a main character of that book. I have no idea. I was. I'm not a D and D player, so I have no idea. Yeah, I wasn't following along the uh, the massive complaints of people that are like. You didn't have this and the nope. Adventures of the Forgotten Realm set. So. Uh, we are getting three legendary creatures that are gods. Getting some more gods. I'm hyped with that. I don't think. Well, I don't think there are any gods in the Adventures of the Forgotten Realm. And so no, I don't think so. This will be kind of cool because in D and D they got like twenty different gods. I don't know. They got a lot of different gods and stuff that you can choose and stuff from in there. So I imagine it's going to be whatever three three of the most popular gods from D and D. Right. Uh, next up, we have a card that enhances all creatures with mana abilities. All your mana dorks get plus one, plus one. It says enhance. Maybe gives them hexproof. They have hexproof if they're untapped. That'd be cool. Yeah, that, there's elves like that. Um, next up, uh, next here are some rule texts that will be showing up on oh, cards. Oh, oh, you missed one. You missed one. Yes. Oh, I did. You did. I did. This is going to be a fun one, but I think it's going to be blue. I'm putting that out there right now. Blue or red? A spell that can copy something X times. It's I'm blue. I'm in. Doesn't matter what color it is. I, I'm in. It's, it's a good card, but it's still... It's stupid. We got Barry in the chat saying... Uh, I'm assuming it was for the Lords of Demons, Devils, Imps, and Tieflings saying it's bla- red-black. I'm planning on it for the 32 challenge. Nice. I would love to see... Uh, you gotta give us updates on your 32 challenge there, Barry. Uh, next, here are some rule texts that will be showing up on cards, as I said before, until Matt remind me that I is fucked up. Um, I got you, boo. This spell costs one last to cast for each opponent you're attacking. I like that. Uh, that artifact becomes a 0-0... Zero, zero, Homunculus. Uh, there we go. Artifact creature with flying. Uh, whenever you cast a spell you don't own. My... Awesome Grixis mind, Nicol Bolas loving mind loves the the text of this. That's broken. If you control neither, if you control neither creature, draw three cards. Oh, that's interesting. So I'm assuming you're giving away certain creatures. Maybe there's two Probably. creatures that they're paired together. Uh you don't lose the game for having zero or less life. People like that one. That's going to be a big commander card. Tokens you control have tap. What was I listening to? There's a podcast that I was listening to that was just like, if that was just how it ended, is like tokens have tap, I'm in. It doesn't need an ability. <laughs> nothing, nothing happens. Yeah, it just, you just it tap, can just tap. You can just tap the token and stuff. And it's like, oh God, I can't remember what the fuck podcast it was I was listening to, but it was very funny when I heard that. I so. suppose it's like it. It actually activates like uh, there was it. It was like an enchantment that's like whenever you whenever you tap a creature or something. There's definitely effects and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just, just tapping. It doesn't have to do anything. Just tap it, and yep. you activate this. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Next up, we have then choose a third player. Interesting. Very. My interesting. guess is that's more like a 
Hugsy kind of card. Very multiplayer themed. Uh, where X is the total mana value of dragons you control. Easy peasy there. Uh, put a color, uh, put a number of time counters on it equal to its mana's value. Oh, interesting. Time counters. Going to get some kind of cool suspend card here, maybe. Hmm. Uh, you may cast your commander from the command zone without paying its mana cost. Important. Solid. Now we have some flavor words in the set. We have devoured in- uh, intellect. Humunculus servant. Hum- homunculus. Matt loves saying that word. Homunculus. Servant. Then we have Big B's hand. Gathered swarm. Avoidance. Vicious monarchy. Mockery. Blood Drain, Mantle of Inspiration, Animate Chains, Death Ray. I think these have more significance to... Artifact Enchantment, or uh, Artifact en- Equipment, there we go, Death Ray. I'm in on that. I, th- I think this, these hold more value to the more enfranchised D&D players. Oh, that for know sure. What each one of for these, sure. Each one of these do. Yeah, yeah, no way I know any of these. Uh, finally, here's some creature sub some creature type lines in the set. First up, we have legendary creature Halfling Knight. Then we have legendary creature Tiefling Barbarian. Barbarian, sorry. Uh, we have legendary creature Gif Warrior. Legendary creature Dragon Peasant. That's weird. Uh, we have legendary creature Vampire Elf Rogue. That's even weirder. It's a mixture of everything. Um, then we have legendary creature bear warrior, legendary creature devil noble. That kind of I uh, was not double negative, but uh, condescending, or is it condescending? No, what's the word I'm looking for, Matt? Opposites. Yeah, opposites? What, it's yeah, another word devil. for opposites. Oxymoron. There we go. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Devil devil noble doesn't seem to be like an opposite or anything. Like well. A devil and a noble. You just don't... You see them on the opposite sides of the spectrum. Nobles become nobles because of devils. Whatever. They sell their souls. Next up, we have human boar. Uh, then we Man have a pig. Legendary creature, cat devil. Christian's very excited for this one. I'm kind of excited to see what this one is. Legendary creature, elephant angel. Yeah, that one caught me. I want to see him fly. It's going to be Dumbo. Big ass ears instead of wings. Uh, was it? What's what is the the hippo that we have? Hippo with wings. Telegraph. There we go. So yeah, check out the Commander Legends Battle of Baldur Gates uh, debut on March seventeenth at nine a.m. Pacific time on Twitch and YouTube. I'm sure they're just going through it daily or daily and or hourly. Yeah, yeah. It it'll be done there you can watch the video i'm more than positive i will post the video where it needs to get posted and that is a good lead into this next section the news section where you can where we're going to talk about where you can find Baldur gate previews so as danny just mentioned tomorrow or today may 17th 9 a.m pacific time which if when the episode is edited and out it was this morning at 9 a.m so we can't comment on it because our future selves don't know, or our current selves don't know what our future selves know. And because of that, uh, preview starts. The official release for Commander Legends Battle for Baldur Gate will be June 10th. 
uh, cars will be shown throughout a variety of different uh, content creators. There's a couple things that they're going to be doing. Big is the Commander Legends Battle, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate Discord office hours that they're going to be having. Office hours number one, they have Let's Talk Design, where Friday, May 27th at 2.30 p.m. Pacific time on the Magic Discord, they're going to be talking about the behind the scenes of Baldur's Gate and stuff. So join their Discord for that on Tuesday, May 31st at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time on the Discord. They're going to be talking about um, Baldur's Gate set but never tried the Commander format before. Could use a refresher. Join the principal game designer Gavin Ferry and members of the Commander Rule Committee as they answer your questions about the history of the Commander formats, what Commander even is, and share some how-to-get-started tips. Office Hours number three is a social play opportunities with Baldur's Gate. This will be June 9th over on the Dungeons and Dragons Discord. So go there to hang out with Greg Tito, Brandy Camille, Melissa Del Tora as they talk about how a lot of what you love about Dungeons and Dragons can be found in Magic the Gathering as well. Specifically, they'll answer your questions around social play elements and opportunities for the upcoming D&D inspired Commander Legends Baldur's Gate magic set. So now we have a bunch of dates and who is going to be sharing cards, the previews. On the 17th, you got Magic Twitter having it. You got Carol Geek, Daily MTG, EDH Wreckcast, Making Magic, MTG Landfall, Rebel Sun, Sheldon Menry, Spell Table, Weekly MTG. And you're going to have a lot, a lot of people that you're expecting that will have full link of the list of everybody down below of if, if, if there's a content creator that you're excited to see have a spoiler card this will be the list that you're going to want to be looking at yep it's a long ass list and then uh the commander Baldur's gate previews will be happening may 30th through the 31st you're going to have commander versus game nights jumbo commander and mtg mudsta are going to be uh talking about each deck individually uh on that point this morning Gavin Verhey, over on his Good Morning Magic YouTube channel, had his own Commander Legends Commander deck previews in, in, in the sense of what uh, Mark Rosewater does. I didn't get to watch the video, but I'll make sure to link it down below so you guys can watch the video to see what cards uh, he is teasing about there. And speaking of sets that are going to be coming out... This one we're going to kind of read a little more, a lot more from the article here. But last Thursday on Weekly MTG, we had Blake Rasmussen talk about their uh, three pre- three pre beats in a trench coat. That's what they were calling it. They had three pre beats for Warhammer Forty Thousand, which uh, apparently even Warhammer fans thought it was weird that they were calling it Forty Thousand instead of. 40k really so, yeah there, there was something on reddit that i saw about that it's like and all my times of playing warhammer i have not heard a person call it warhammer Forty Thousand. it's like really but anyways it was a comment on reddit well yeah you can believe everybody that you hear on reddit well i'm sure if you go to anywhere who are playing warhammer they're gonna say 40 40k yeah it just kind of like shortens it up tidies it up and all that jazz but a few syllables this is from their article 
that they released the day of when Blake was talking about it. Your sneak peek at Double Masters 2022, Dominaire United, and beyond. So announcement day is here, and this month is big. It's jumbo. It's so oversized, it's at least double what one could expect. It's massive and masterful and united so much of magic. It's a return to the classics and a look ahead of what's next and still more than that. From first looks at Double Masters and Dominaria United to the return of the Love Your Local Game Store promotions, new MTG Arena Premier Play, plus Alchemy Horizon Boulder's Gate, and the arrival of Magic the Gathering Universes Beyond Warhammer 40k collaboration to tabletops. So starting off there uh, in the article, they talk about the Universes Beyond Warhammer 40k collab. On August 12th, Universes will collide with the Magic the Gathering Universe Universes Beyond Warhammer 40k collaboration. This collaboration between the two iconic tabletop titans, Warhammer 40k and Magic the Gathering, includes the release of four commander decks and three secret layer drops. Both releases bring a grim dark lore, iconic art, and a warring faction of the Warhammer 40k universe into the Magic multiverse. They have uh, artwork and some of the cards here, and previews coming for that way later. They only showed a few of the cards, and a few of the cards that they shown were uh, Adamon the Despoiler, which is Grixis 2 for a 5-5 legendary creature, Astres, Astartes, Astartes, Warrior with Trample, it has Mark of the Chaos Ascendant. During your turn, spells you cast from your hand with mana value X or less have Cascade, where X is the total amount of life your opponents have lost this turn. Next, they show Blood of the Blood God, or Blood for the Blood God. Eight, black, black, red, instant. This one costs one less to cast for each creature that died this turn. Discard your hand, draw eight cards. Blood for the Blood God deals eight damage to each opponent. Exile Blood for the Blood God. They also showed Vanguard Suppressor, three in a blue, creature Astartes, warrior, squad two as an additional cost to cast the spell you may pay to any number of times when this creature enters the battlefield, create that many tokens that are a copy of it. So it's kind of like a uh, multi-kicker kind of thing is what it seems like. Uh, it has flying, it's two, three, two, and it has suppressing fire. Whenever suppressing fire or Vanguard Suppressor deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Uh, one other thing to note of the the Warhammer 40k stuff is that there is going to be a collector's edition. You're going to get the four commanders decks, but then next to the commander decks are going to be collector editions of them, which are going to be done in a collector style. You know, uh, they're going to have the a unique universes beyond frame for each of them, and all of these are going to have a new never-before-seen foiling technique called surge foiling. Another way of doing a foil. So along with all these cards, there are a there's going to be a promo card of Fabricates in the Warhammer world. Uh, you'll be able to get this during the local game store launch day is the only time that you can get it. And yeah. That's it with the Warhammer 40k stuff. I will make sure to uh, post all the links for this stuff below because it's very intense stuff. War the Warhammer stuff, more exciting than I thought it was going to be. The fact that there's going to be a collector editions for the EDH decks, all four of them. 
Oh, yeah. Well, isn't that what's coming with Baldi 8? No. Like collector version? Not, not for the EDH. Or is, oh, I suppose that was Warhammer that was already spoiled, or the one that was spoiled. Yeah. So 100% foiled deck. Has to be. And it's going to be... So if a normal commander deck is... Uh, thirty nine ninety nine or forty nine ninety nine with it now with these prices probably sixty bucks minimum. I'm gonna say hundred, hundred plus. I suppose if it's if it's collectors, the, collectors the yeah, it, it's probably gonna be oh. So collector booster is twenty five dollars. I think you're looking at it the wrong way if you're gonna be going for a collector booster. Remember what they did. I'm, I'm no, I'm, 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 I'm just saying they so made a whole commander deck with different cards in there for a hundred dollars. hundred cards for a hundred dollars. I think that's probably the baseline. That's that we should not be what they're gonna do. They're not going to do that. For the collector's edition? No. Watch. They're going to be 100 minimum for the collector's editions. I'm oh, no, I was, was going to say, I'm just going to say what my comparison was. So you look at a, a normal pack, it's like five bucks. Collector boost is 25. Yes. So you're looking at 40 bucks times five. But this is a whole EDH deck. Yeah, I know that. Okay. I, mean, I know this. I'm just saying comparison wise for price proportions. It's going to be like $200 for this commander deck. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 200 I think it would be fine at 100 to 120 but I wouldn't be surprised if they made it 200 then. Yeah, I would not be surprised if it's 200 minimum. And especially with the surge foiling. There hasn't been any pictures revealed of the surge foiling. They said that you uh, got a hold on before they reveal that and stuff. But there's some new foiling coming out in Double Masters. That looks kind of cool. They did give us a video of that. We got uh, Barra in the chat saying that uh, he's that they think they saw 170 somewhere. Yeah, so I, I I get the price for sure, but I wouldn't spend that. And now, if if the normal decks are like the the usual price for the EDH decks, we'll, there's, we'll, the we'll whales s- are going to be buying. We'll, the we'll see. We'll see how much. Like we'll see when the deck list come out. See if it's actually worth it. Oh, other thing of note with the Warhammer decks, there are going to be magic reprints of cards of magic in Magic Universe cards done in Warhammer style and stuff. So it's not just 100% all new cards that are in Warhammer theme. There will be reprints. They didn't give any numbers of what to what. Like typically, you know, it's like 10 new. Uh, EDH cards in these deck and everything else is reprint. They didn't yep. give us any numbers. I imagine it's going to be a bigger number than that of like new Warhammer cards compared to reprints and stuff. But yeah, it's like Wade said, it's not really into Warhammer, so I have no idea. People are excited for it though. I guess again, it's a it's a crossover to get more people to play. There's going to be some cool cards that are going to get people to play. There's no denying <clears> that. The Blood for the Blood God seems like a really cool card. There are people that were talking about It's like, oh, you do this after a Blasphemous Act and you just refill your hand. Hmm. Because if you uh, Blasphemous Act for eight creatures, making it a, a single red mana and just kill eight, eight creatures, that reduces the cost of Blood from the Blood God to red or uh, black, black, red. You draw eight cards, everybody loses eight life. So for four mana, you oh, clear yeah, the board, I, I draw eight cards. Yeah, I saw that combo. Loses yeah. eight life I think you, was, it, was it you posted or I saw it somewhere, but yeah, I saw it. I don't combo. think I posted it. It was somewhere online. But needless to say, yeah, that's I, something that people are talking a, about. That's a solid red-black combo. It's going to get people to uh, make some interesting EDH decks. Black, red, green. 
But we have Wade in the chat saying that Double Masters 2022 is going to pillage his wallet. And I am with you on that, Wade. My wallet is going to get fucked from Double Masters. So let's jump into it. Double Masters arrives July 8th, bringing with it the return of the exciting features from the original Double Masters release in 2020. You got fan favorite cards are available again, boosters, many featuring amazing new artwork. The return of powerful and legendary cards for your next Commander and Eternal format decks. Each Double Master 2022 draft booster is packed with two rare and or mythic rare cards plus two foil cards. And like before, Double Masters offers a unique and premium draft experience for the Magic fans ready for a refreshing twist on play. So we got some key dates that we're going to mention here real quick. As the beginning previews begin june 16th that's a less that's a one month away in one month we're going to start getting double masters previews card image gallery will be completed on june 24th the this is the other thing wpm premium preview events will be happening july 1st through the 7th so at wpm premium stores they are getting their hands on double masters and can do drafts before every place else and then the world right worldwide release will be july 8th and they have posted up some product shots of the draft boosters, the draft booster box, and what the collector boosters will be looking like. And I think online, the uh, collector booster packs are like 60 bucks, and while the box, the collector boosters box, which only has four packs, is $260? I think that's how the math works on that. Yeah, I don't think you... Uh, don't worry, Wade. We will make sure not to tell your future future wife about that. I won't even say what it is, just in case she stumbles across this episode. <laughs> so, uh, with the product shots of this, it looks like there's going to be Amantau uh, or Aminatu, as some people know. The Fate Shifter is going to be in the set, and then there's Liliana in here as well. And some of the cards that were spoiled on this stream, we have Kozilek, Butcher of Truth, the OG. Eldrazi Titan. We have Liliana, the Last Hope, and the expected Renin Six. So, looking for first chance to play with these returning favorites, WPM Premium Stores can host Double Masters preview events beginning July first. And just like the draft boosters are doubled up for the fun, preview events have doubled the promos for participating. So, participating, there are two promos with new arts of Weather Wayfarer and Bring to Light. Both solid cards. Uh, one sees a lot of play in Pioneer, a little bit of play in Modern. That's Bring to Light and stuff. But Weather Wayfarer is like an EDH card that people love to get their hands on. Uh, beginning July 1st, WPM Premium Stores and July 8th, everywhere else around the world can experience this. Uh, when it comes to those Planeswalker cards now as well, uh, this article doesn't have much information on it but there's going to be borderless versions of kozilek liliana and renin six uh they're bringing back borderless version uh borderless uh, different art and when it comes to renin six and liliana they're going to have this special foil treatment god i can't remember what its name is called now uh is it the pillar no is it pillar i thought it was god it was something you you talking about the one that was just announced yeah, last with week. The, they, with the last, yeah. No, no, not, not Surge. Surge is different. This one is for Double Masters. It's on the video. I should have written this one down. 
but should have, would have, could have, but you didn't. It's going to be with Liliana and Ren and Six specifically. Mm. Those are the only planeswalkers that are getting that treatment. Not saying that there's not going to be other planeswalkers. On the Tau is going to be one of them. And uh, yeah, just expect Liliana, the Last Hope, and Ren and Six to just be having that. And that one's going to be fetching a pr- pretty penny then too as well. We can talk about how the uh, we'll talk about that later. Price wise, yeah, we'll we'll definitely be covering that. Um, Dominary United mm-hmm. is going to be leading in the 30th anniversary celebration for Magic the Gathering, is what they state here. Rich in magic history and full of beautiful lands, mighty creatures, and a renowned heroes, Dominary United is a triumphant return to Magic's home, celebrating the 30 years of release. So current key dates that we have for Dominaria are September 2nd through the 8th and the world right, worldwide release of September 9th. Uh, there was no pre, uh, preview cards for this given out because it's still far enough out. They want to make sure that everything is like good for it. They did give us an image of the set symbol for the Dominaria expansion symbol and the Commander Dex expansion symbol as well, along with some product shots and a new addition to the 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 premiere products coming out jumpstart is going to be tagging along with the release of premiere sets uh, standard sets yep they're now going to have jumpstart dominaria united packs which is going to have a mash of cards that are from dominaria united in the typical 20 card packs with a bunch of land you just shuffle them together and you're able to play with each other which i think is really really cool and makes the most sense to have it this way right yeah for sure it's it's a way of getting jumpstart out there without being so far far behind jumpstart and makes it easy for new players to just like get their hands on cards as well it's just like hey you just need two packs get these two decks together and you can play with your friends right yeah Yeah, just make a 40 card deck yeah that's just sticking with the 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 story that's going on at the time that other Mm -hmm. magic players are interacting with so I think that's pretty cool. And along with that, they are bringing back the Love Your Local Game Store events. One of the best ways to learn about and play Magic is at your local game store. We love stores, it says here. You love stores. Together, we'll celebrate them in style. The Love Your Local Game Store promotion returns. So first up, they have starting July 1st at WPM game stores around the world. Magic the Gathering product purchases of $50 USD or more can net you an incredible promo card, a traditional foil retro frame soul ring. These promos will only be available while supplies last, so visit your game store and see what they have for you next. So yeah, go to your uh, LGS Spend fifty dollars right away, and you can get yourself a black or a black border, an, an a retro border, a time foil. shifted soul ring. It has the the new art that you see in like the commander products, but it has the border, yeah, the old border and stuff. Because the brown border, yeah. Th- there's originally an old soul ring that looks like a, f- a ring on fire and stuff. They don't have that art for this one. It's the not commander. not alpha or when was soul ring first announced. Were first brought in. Alpha. Was it Alpha? It was. So it's been around for a while. Well, yeah. What they should have done, I wasn't talking about this earlier, or bringing it up. What they should have done was made for their 30th anniversary is an Alpha 2.0. Alpha 2.0? Or an Alpha Light. 
go on. I'm interested. So just not Power 9. So print the rest of the set, just no Power 9? Yeah. Well, they couldn't print any of it, actually, because it's all reserved. Not all of it. Well, most of it. Lightning Bolt's not reserved. I suppose. I would would love to have Lightning Bolt, like, Alpha Border, but I I don't have, like, thousands of dollars to spend spend on a set of those. Very understandable. Okay, next up with this announcement, they were talking about Battle in Store Championships this July. Soul Ring isn't the only new prom- promotional card available soon. Players mm-hmm. will have the chance to show their medal in the t- July 2020 Store Championships, scheduled to take place between July 6th through the se- July 9th through the 17th, and yep. featuring formats from Draft and Seal to Standard Modern Pioneer. Store Championships let you battle for your local bragging rights, earn a special promo card, and challenge your skills as a competitor. The cards that they show is a participation card of Flame Slash in new art, which looks really cool. They have the top eight card, which goes to all member or all players who make it to the top eight, which is Archmage's Charm. And then the winner of the events get a textless Dark Confidant, which is really cool because I don't think they've done textless cards. I think the last textless card that they had was the uh, that. APAC one that we were talking about like a month ago with the the, the, the cat promos and stuff. Yep. I'm trying to remember like when they actually done the last textless stuff, but it's been a while. And so it's kind of cool to see that they're going back to doing some form of textless cards and stuff. It just sucks that you always have to phone up to remember what it says. Yeah. Unless you know it well. Danny was talking about battles or Battle of Boulder's Gate. There's going to be Boulder's Gate coming over to Arena in a Alchemy Horizons Boulder's Gate. There's going to be new mechanics, new legends, and powerful spells. Over 250 new cards for Alchemy and Historic coming July 7th. And this is just a way to help get Boulder's Gate into Arena, so that way more people can be uh, antiquated with Boulder's Gate and then, you know, buy the cards and stuff. So that right there is just kind of annoying. It's like, hey, we're going to make this commander set in historic with the the historic kind of stuff i imagine there's going to be uh perpetually uh draft and conjure and all those kind of mechanics and stuff in there because it is a uh a horizon uh area alchemy an alchemy set because you can still put alchemy in a normal historic yeah, because Alchemy make... cards are historic legal. But, I mean, that's why they're doing Pine, or, uh, Pioneer Light Explorer. Explorer and stuff, so you don't have to worry about Alchemy cards. It, it just... Arena is just a, a hodgepodge of watching mistakes. It's a different It's a different client. It's a different game than what they want tabletop magic to be. There's no denying that. <laughs> it's it's watching not doing their job of playtesting. Cards. I think I don't know. I like to that's, look. That's, I like to look at a, Alchemy as like their sandbox. They get to try out all but these it's, things. But it's but it. it's not a sandbox. There are already cards that are printed. Yeah, but then they can change these different cards. And it's, what's what's stopping them from having like these Alchemy cards to be printed in paper with like revised to where it's like, oh, you do this and this instead of whatever. I don't know. Because that would wipe out all other product for that one card potentially i don't know I, I like to see it as as the sandbox for them you know it's it's the, it's their apology to the world saying hey we're sorry we don't do our fucking jobs it it is 
true that alchemy is the least favorite format for players to play online there's been a few people that have pulled up data and stuff showing that the the amount of people that play alchemy is way lower than standard and stuff people like yeah because it's fucking garbage the final thing that we're going to cover in this article is that wizards presents is going to be a thing here. So today's announcement on Thursday doubled up on their things to share, but they're not done yet. On August 18th, they're going to be back with the launch of their Wizards Presents. Wizards Presents is loaded with first looks for the upcoming year of Magic sets, Dominary United, Brothers War, and more, plus a look at Beyond at upcoming Dungeons & Dragons releases and a few surprises you'll want to be there. So if you're uh, you're familiar with any kind of like big gaming company that does uh, updates and stuff. Quarterly convention. Yeah, uh, one of the big ones that I can think of off the top of my head is Nintendo. Nintendo has their Treehouse events where they talk about all their different uh, brands that are doing different things. Like they update you on like what Pokemon is doing. They update you on what Legend of Zelda is going on or Pikmin and just like a bunch of that stuff. Wizards is jumping into that kind of style of stuff where they're now giving it an official name called Wizards Presents. And it's not just for Magic the Gathering. It is for D&D and it is seeming actually pretty cool cool they have a list a timeline of the 2022 2023 release schedule they have dominaria united coming out september 9th the brothers war november 18th we have codename lacrosse coming out 2023 q1 and we have in q2 codename marathon epilogue and marathon coming out q3 codename netball and q4 codename off-roading so make sure to mark that in your calendars august 18th is when wizards presents is going to be a thing so stick tuned for all that um we'll quickly cover this part here real quick the energy uh the energy events happening this weekend down in the cities minneapolis we have Robert Taylor, a.k.a. Fireshoes, their Twitter handle, handle, is throwing down the gauntlets and challenging the MTG community. For every $20 donated to his Extra Life campaign, fans, donors, will be able to select a card that will be placed into his Battle of Wits deck that he is making. Interesting. Quick reading over this. So Battle of Wits is uh, an enchantment. you got to have uh, two... It's three colorless and two blue enchantment beginning of your upkeep. If you have two or more cards in your library, you win the game. So Fireshoes tweeted, would people be interested in a Battle of Wits fundraiser for the Energy Minneapolis Sunday 5K? Every 20 donated to the Extra Life campaign unless you choose a card to put into my modern Battle of Wits deck. Help it to fund life-saving operations for kids. Uh, the, current decks, uh, the current deck list is here. Let's click that link. Big G put this one in. Looks like a five-color deck so far. He got the likes of Cruel Ultimatum, Coalition Victory, Gaunty Lord of Luxury, uh, Savala of Seen Sky. This is just awesome looking so far. And surprisingly cheap. $461. The deck's not fully complete yet as of this time. So links down below to the donation page so that way you can donate and select a card for Fire Shoes to have in his Battle of the Wits deck. Well, that's what we got for you for the news, unless you want anything else to add in there. Nope. Okay. All right. And from the news section, we jump to the conjured currency section. 
in the Contra Currency section, we go over magic finances of notable cards and their price trends. The main resource that we use for this is the amazing site, mtgstocks.com, who comes out with a weekly winner's article that goes over three to five cards that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down. Weekly, the weekly winner's article drops on Friday. We record on Monday. So if there's any price differences between then and now, we will let you know. So let's jump into it. We got some interesting Streets of New Capenna-based cards moving up in price. And the first one that we have is Jolene, the Plunderer Queen. For green, red, two, you get a 2-2 two, two legendary creature, human warrior. Whenever a player attacks one or more of your opponents, that attacking player creates a treasure token. If you would create one or more treasure tokens, instead, create those tokens plus an additional treasure token. And then you sacrifice a treasure token, put five plus one plus one counters on Jolene. So in the article here, it says, quote, Wizards noticed something in the past few sets. People seem to like treasure tokens. So what did they do in Streets of New Capenna and the Commander set? Putting treasure token interactions on most cards. Cards either create treasure tokens or can do something with those tokens. But either way, it has gotten some extra amazing support. And this week, we see that in full effect with Jolene. So it has three abilities. Whenever a player attacks one or more of your opponents, that attacking player makes those tokens, And as we said. So the typical downside is that you're ramping your opponents. But if you would create a token, one or more treasure tokens, instead create those tokens plus an additional one. More treasure tokens is good in a deck that is built around it, more ramp, more color fixing, and any other artifact shenanigans is a good thing. Sacking five treasures, putting plus one, five plus one plus one counters on it, is giving you a good way to use a bunch of those treasures to buff Jolene at instant speed, and it can be very solid uh, late game, uh, a late game closer and stuff there. So, uh, it was also sawn on April twenty seventh in Ned Former's game night deck on the command zone, putting extra eyes on it. So. The command zone effect kind of playing in effect in this. Oh, I didn't even say how much it jumped up. 348% as of Friday. It was around $9.90. But today, an average price of this card is about $8.63. Market price of $8. Uh, looks like you can find them on TCG Player for $5.98. Uh, card Kingdom has them for about $3.99. Next up, we have Reign of Riches. This card is Red Red 3 Enchantment that reads when Reign of Riches enters the battlefield, create two treasure tokens. The first spell you cast each turn that mana from a treasure was spent to cast has Cascade. So when you cast a spell, exile cards from the top of your library to exile a non-land card that costs less. You may cast it without paying its mana cost. Put the exiled card at the bottom of your library in a random order. This card jumped up 282% as of Friday and was at $17.09. But as of today, Monday, market price of about $15.21, average price of $16.99, a European average of €2.73. It looks like you can find them on Card Kingdom for $12.99 or on TCG Player for about $13.94. Card market price over in Europe is going for €5.50. This one was only printed in the Streets of the New Capenna Commander decks and stuff, and uh, it is included, so it's included in the Jolene Plunderer Queen deck. 
but it has also seen play in a bunch of other uh, other notable red decks like Vazzy, Keen Negotiator, Corvold, Fae Cursed King, Henzi, Toolbox, Tor, and Ziatora, the Incinerator. And as was mentioned previously, Treasures is a thing that people are liking a lot of right now. And being able to cascade if you just like use a treasure to cast a spell doesn't seem that bad. Five mana, sack a treasure uh, to cast a cascade another spell. It's just one treasure allows you to get two spells, essentially. So That's moving up in price because of that. Next up, we have Unfulfilled Desires. This is an old card. It has only been printed once in Mirage. It is black-blue-one enchantment that reads pay, uh, pay a colorless, pay a life, draw a card, then discard a card. This card, as of Friday, jumped up 104% and was around $17.05. Today, Monday, you can find them online market price of around $11.29, average price of $16.10, European average of €5.85. This thing had a big spike back in Keldheim times as well, where the market price was around $21. So this is moving up again. And quote from the article here, they says that, I decided to skip a few cards on the interest list this week because most tend to fall in the same theme as our number one and number two, so treasures. So the number three winner of this week is Unfulfilled Desires, a rare for Mirage that is on the reserve list. Especially this last bit of information will let you know that because of the limited supply, the card price is more easily manipulated and more volatile than the rest. This card saw some fringe play in Commander decks around Lazav the Multifarious and Xur the Enchanter, for example, but more recently it has been uh, it's been coming up as more popular card for one of the new commanders, a uh, new Capenna, Oscar Rubbish Reclaimer. Being able to have a discard outlet is important for Oscar because it can essentially become a quote-unquote draw card. So Oscar the Reclaimer is black blue three for a three three legendary human wizard that reads the spell costs one less to cast for each different mana value among cards in your graveyard. And it has whenever you discard a non-land card, you may cast it from your graveyard. We've been seeing a lot of these different kind of effects that give you benefits. It, 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 not benefits. It allows you to cast or do something with a spell that you just discarded for a cost and stuff. So it allows you to be able to, it's like, Discarding a card now can have uh, a non-negative effect and stuff. And so this style of deck is super catching people's eyes because you got the containment construct that came out in uh, Neon Dynasty as well as a way for discarding things and you get those cards back. People are just kind of drawn to this kind of effect and... Clearly, it is uh, showing up in the price of this card, Unfulfilled Desires, here. And the fact that it's on the reserve list means that it's probably going to hold its value and stuff pretty easily. Guaranteed. But, Danny, want to tell us about these cheap pickups now? I suppose. First up, we go to Miri Cat Warrior. She's a green green one for Cat Warrior, Legendary Creature, First Strike, Vigilance, and Force Walk. Uh, she's sitting at Four ninety five and is moving up. This is a Chris. This is one of Christian's uh, commander decks. Yep, I've been spanked by this thing. It's a good card. It's a good deck. Um, next up we have Vincer, Shaper of Sar- uh, Seventh. 
Savant. Savant. It's two ninety four, slowly turning down and establishing market price. Um, especially market price. Sorry, not establishing. Next up, we have Arlen, the Pax Hope, sitting at seven fifty three, trending down. And that was it for the cheap pickups for this week. Well, there you have it, Magic Folk. We are done before nine. You you want to do a thought cast then? I have nothing that I know of, other than the fact that I know alchemy is garbage. Um, yeah, That's alchemy it. is garbage. Yeah, exactly. TM. Danny's hot take that's probably nah, not as hot of a take as no, we think it is. not as hot as anymore. <laughs> everyone, everyone knew that was garbage the moment they announced it. It was, like I said before, when they announced it, it's just their apology for them not doing their job. When, when it comes to alchemy, if we were going to kind of like quickly peek into this thought cast here of alchemy. Quickly. I think, Quickly. I, I okay. think one of the things when it comes to alchemy is like this is kind of really showcasing to the world that arena is not what paper magic wants to be. Like they are two completely separate games on different axes, but people are still kind of looking as one game. I don't know. It's it's okay, that's that's fine. I understand that. But it, but it's a game that's on the computer that is based off a, a TCG, TCG card game that is printed. And then they go, it's like, hey, you know what? We are going to take this set and we're going to make a set of new cards with the same card names with a slight change to their abilities or power and toughness. It's like... If you would have just done your playtesting with other sets other than the set that you're printing, you would have known to make these changes. You, And they're also five years out before printing these cards. That that just boggles my mind. It's like, hey, we don't look at cards. Like, you're, you're, that's your job. So what you do for your career is you make cards and you're five years out before you print these. And you don't see these mistakes. If if you don't see them, get more people to play test. Get the pros that you've basically canceled off these last two years to play test for you. Pay them. They're the reason you have money. Is because they have people following them who play the game. Ooh, if we're gonna be talking about how Watsy has money, I think it's more than just the pros because remember, uh, Wizards has gone on the record and said that the casual format is their biggest group. And oh, stuff. oh, I get that, but it's still the fact that those who are like obviously casual is going to be your number one, no matter what it is, no matter what. It's always casual is going to be your number one seller, but it's still the fact that those casual players still watch the pros play doesn't matter what game or sport you're watching the casuals always watch the pros i think the casuals just keep i I think it's more than pros i think it's just the watching influencers because you got more people like voxy's not a pro well she technically is oh she's sponsored it doesn't matter if she's but 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 it's like she she, she, i think she played for a while was she in the top mythic and stuff? Did I don't. She make it on I can't the, remember the gauntlet. I can't remember gauntlet, the the rivals league and MPL and stuff. Because uh, like those, those another streamer that I follow MPL are the pros. Like another streamer, she was on the rivals. Emma Skyward. 
No, uh, no this was uh, Emma Handy. Uh, her Twitch is Mibu. Oh, Mythic Mibo? Yeah, Mythic Mibo. Yeah, she... She was she, in the Rivals. She was in Rivals? Yeah. Okay. It's like it's just like those. It's like, all, well, I guess all the pros now stream because there's no pro. There's no pro, right. It's like you have the casual players watching the pros or the new people like, hey, what's this person do? They're a pro player. Okay, well, we'll watch them and get into the game because of them. It's pros bring people to the game. They sell they sell product. I think it's more influencers bring people to the game. I mean, pros and influencers are like they're the same right now. Yeah, they're pretty close to being the same. But you got more influencers than you do pros and stuff. Because when you when you when you say pros, like in my head, I'm thinking you know, uh, LSV, Reed Duke, uh, William Jensen. Uh, when when I say pros, it's pros. They're professional players. They do it for a living. Doesn't matter if they're on the pro circuit or not. If you Twitch, you stream 40 hours a week or whatever, you're a pro. Because you are professionally doing it for money, and that's your job. Okay. Like, yeah, you, you may be a shitty professional, but you're still professional. <laughs> you're still putting product, you're still putting content out for a product like you're an amateur yeah sure okay you're an amateur but you're still better than most players and there's no denying the fact that uh, pros or influencers like they cultivate a community that just like keeps snowballing for those players to want to like learn more do more and then they reach out to different uh facets of the magic sphere where they then can improve their knowledge of card interactions and stuff that just kind of like spread out there. So it's like, yeah, they 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 are uh, a, a good kindling for the casual. They're the beginning of the rabbit hole. They're the bunny that gets them down the hole. If that makes sense, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a never-ending story. Let's see how many more puns we can do. Let us know if we are your white rabbits that got you into magic. I'm pretty sure we're not. We're not. There's no way that we are. If we are, we're sorry. We are very sorry. (laughs) And if you're still around, thank you. And speaking of if you're still around, unless you got anything else to add. No, I'm tired. I want to go home. Danny's done. We are done. So thank you for making it to the end of episode 138 of This Week in MTG. Huge, amazing thank you to you. The fact that you made it to the end, pat yourselves on the back. It's great. Also, big thank you to our amazing patrons who support this content and think that it's worth supporting monetarily. It is great. Thank you each and every one of you. We also want to give a big thank you and shout out to our sponsor, JW Sports Cards and Gaming. For helping the podcast and if you're looking for anything magic related go check them out it's danny do you have anything else you want to add to this lovely episode no well then magic I'm folk. throwing up over here oh no danny i'm just kidding and with that magic book we will catch you next time see ya Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. 
You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much.